0: Jason Medberry, you're listening to the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. I have to tell you, I'm making a living doing what I love, but no thanks to a lot of people who have given me shitty advice. (laughs)
1: Yes. On this podcast, we do give a lot of advice, but we thought it'd be fun to go through this time and talk about some of the worst advice we've ever gotten. Uh, because uh, everybody gets advice coming up in no matter what industry they're in, and uh, sometimes it's good to point out some of the worst advice, because even bad advice helps you learn. It does. You know, learning what, you know having the experience of following someone's advice and then it all come crashing down oh, yeah. is a good way of learning things. It's just not the best way, but we thought it'd be fun well, to kind I'll of talk start, about some of the I'll worst advice. I'll start with
0: what people assume is really good advice, okay? Mm. And they're going to be surprised that I say this. But I think the worst advice I ever got was get an agent. Yep. <laughs> get an agent. Yeah. You know, We've that's when that your before, career yeah. will really happen, Judy when you get an agent. So there's times in my life when I have been really productive, I'm writing, I'm creating you know, uh, projects, and then it's like, um, and I'm getting work, and I'm going out, and then someone says, well, you need to get an agent. So I stop everything, because getting an agent is like a full-time occupation, right? You gotta find them. Uh, this is way before COVID. We got to meet with these people. Um, and then you get rejected. Then they don't call you back. Then you meet with them again. And then they don't call you back. And so this was taking months and months. I finally signed with an agent because I was getting all this work, right? So I'm getting making mm-hmm. all this money. I'm getting this work. So the agent goes, yeah, you know? and um, And then I had the worst year of my career, the absolute worst. I went from making tons of money to making zip, zero, nothing. With me on the phone, Mm. like, whining, why aren't you getting me work? Because (laughs) what happened is I'm sitting at home, you know, doing nothing, going like, well, the agent's going to get me work. You know, Mm -hmm. this agent's going to hook me up. And so that assumption of, and we've talked about it on this podcast of someday my prince will come mentality, Mm -hmm. that somebody's going to come into your life and take care of you and take care of your career and give you work. And that's just bullshit because an agent will just sign everybody who's somewhat Mm -hmm. talented, right? And wait for them. To make it on their own. Yeah.
1: They have, they're they taking on the same mindset you are, which, oh, this person is now responsible for bringing me capital and money. And at at, while well, the other end of the phone, that person's going, oh, well, now I have this person who's responsible for bringing me all this, you know, fame and money and Oh, my God.
0: The best thing that happened to me was going like uh, pretending I didn't have an agent um, and just getting it on my own. What was some of the worst advice
1: you got? Well, I I think it's funny to point out because any advice you get where it's having you offload your own accountability is usually bad advice. Yeah, (laughs) Because anywhere it's like, oh, you just got to get X, Y, and Z, and then you don't have to do X, Y, and Z anymore is usually bad advice. Um, Some of the worst advice I got, and we're going back to college here. uh, When I was... uh, at uh, UCLA uh, in the theater department one of my professors literally was like adamant more adamant about us like going out going to parties quote unquote networking than actually becoming good at the craft that we were learning like His whole system was like 90 percent of what you should be doing is hanging out with people and network and going to parties and talking to people and all stuff. And then, you know, you just kind of shoehorn in the the ability to do the job when you get the job, you know, a very fake it till you make it kind of thing. Um, (laughs) And it's funny to look back now to all of the people who I went to school with and some of them are. Actors on TV. Uh many of them are directors. You know, I went to college with um, uh, Mari Heller, who is the uh the director of Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And she's probably gonna get an Emmy nomination for her role in Queen's Gambit and all sorts of stuff. And uh and yeah, and just some of this advice. In fact, in my so we had these almost sort of exit interviews, and uh uh <laughs> this instructor I'm gonna leave his name out because he's a very famous uh instructor from UCLA was like and Jason when it comes to your career people are going to guess just from how I'm using his voice right now uh it's not going to be what you know it's going to be who, who you, you know, know. yeah and, and and that affected me for years because for many years I thought I followed that same route I was like I'm going to just meet everybody I can meet I hate networking I hate doing stuff but I'm just going to go out and just you know I'm not going to actually build up any skills. I'm just going to have a lot of people in my "quote unquote" Rolodex. If you're, yeah, because you that only goes so far for, for the younger. You audience can meet someone. You can get
0: is. an opportunity from networking, meeting people. But then, if you can't deliver the goods, like goodbye, so yeah.
1: long. And I'll tell you the complete inverse is how my career got started. Because once I stopped going out and trying to convince people to give me opportunities, and I instead just concentrated on building my own skill set, learning things on my own, mastering my own techniques, making my own stuff, was when I started making money. <laughs> you know, it was when my career actually got started, when my business got started. Uh, I probably could have saved myself fifteen years. If I would have not had that drilled into my brain about how the importance of the just the endless socialization so that someone else will give me an opportunity you know, the
0: proof instead of in, making my own property is in, you know, your work in your art mm. in what you do. The worst advice I got was from an agent who said uh, and this was when I was 30 and he said, oh, you're 30. Why haven't you made it yet? And oh, you should geez. give up. And I had a eureka moment, um, and it was at the Guggenheim Museum that had uh, Hockney, you know, the artist Hockney. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. was it Hockney or was it? Oh, I can't remember the guy who did the diner with the light coming in. It wasn't. It wasn't Hockney. Mm. It was. Um, oh, I don't
1: remember. Um, yet. um
0: I'll. 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 I'll find it because now it's. It's bothering me. But he's um, really amazing artist. So he, they had his um, whole exhibit in. In. In front. Um, let's see. It was his name is well, uh, uh, Edward Hopper. Thank you brain okay so edward hopper you've seen his paintings uh Mm -hmm. he's like amazing so this was an exhibit where they had his entire work and so they had his beginning years his student years his transition years his years in paris and then you saw when you see his work and what he does with light and alienation and you see wow this is a hopper this is where he got his style where it just all gelled. And I looked at the date and he was like 55 at the point. Mm. And then I went, all right, let me look back in his bulk of work where an agent told him that if he hasn't made it yet, (laughs) that he should give up. And then you see the Mm. bulk of paintings between 30 and his evolution. and his um, of his work, and you see you see these ideas taking shape and taking form and becoming like brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. And what if he hadn't hadn't went if he went? Yeah, you're right. I haven't made it yet. You know, well, Van Gogh, who never really made it, I guess. But you know, if he stopped, he was somebody who really didn't have that much success financially, but it's like when you're truly a creative person, the metrics by which you're successful can't be measured by the same metrics of um, the corporate machine.
1: Yeah, That's, yeah, that's, that's a huge one. And the other thing too about that is when you take a look at someone's body of work, you get a much clearer picture than when you look at someone's just, you know, just the thing that they're known for. You know, you have to look at the whole picture. You have to look at all the things. You know, we've said this a million times, the Tony Robbins quote, people are rewarded in public for the work they do in private. So the concept that, you know, look at the entire body of work and see, oh, yeah, no, he didn't just make it happen one day. He didn't he wasn't like, "Oh, I just started painting and then voila, yeah. it was just right there." No, it was years of grind and struggle and time passing and him getting older. And you know what, it, but he just And you kept know going. something,
0: I always knew this about myself um because mm-hmm. even in High school, I never played the ingenue. I was always the grandmother. You know, I was cast Mm -hmm. as Goldie in Fiddler on the Roof. I was, you know, in the the play Marty. What are you doing tonight, Marty? I was his mother. So when I Mm -hmm. was like 16, 17 years old, I was playing 60-year-old woman. So so me not now, now at my age, um, you know, in my 60s, I'm making more money, more gigs, more, I mean, more success than I've ever had in my life, right? I could not Mm. have imagined this because even my father told me, you'll be washed up by the time you're, you're 30, you know, washed up, washed up, and, and, and. And I know, I know a lot of people who are turning twenty, you know, who are twenty-nine and turning thirty, and they're very pained about what have I done in my life so far? I haven't done enough. I haven't been on my purpose. I haven't, you know, I haven't been rewarded. And I think that we we, we can't get caught up in the metrics of how many yeah. gigs we're supposed to have by a certain age because in mm. i just think in many times you just have to surrender to the universe and to your career and to who you are um yep. because i i've never been the sexy girl you know what i mean it just yeah. it just wasn't for me and there's so many actors um who've had similar careers you know mm. um in in comedy i mean let's not even talk about betty white i mean it's just yeah. we just don't know, and so if yeah. you just keep plugging away, so that was well, that that's, was I, bullshit. I mean, that was that was the one of well, if you haven't made it yet, something's wrong. So that's yeah.
1: bullshit, people. Yeah, you <laughs> don't worry about that one. That one is not true, and it leads me to my What's next. What's your next one? one? Worst advice. My worst advice um, is that well, if someone has money. They're, they inherently know more or are smarter than other people.
0: Oh, I've dated um, some of those, and that, and
1: that ain't the truth. Yeah, that
0: is. Oh not God, the it's truth. not the
1: truth. No, if I, I wish I. Maybe when I'm older. Maybe when I'm in. May, maybe in another fifteen years, I'll write my memoirs with idiot millionaires because I have had so many dinners with people who run incredibly large companies. Things that you know, or high revenue companies and when I sit down and talk to them they are the some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life like things that would com- completely and totally dumbfound you as a person to be like wait how does someone have that kind of net worth but doesn't understand the basics of x y and z or whatever um
0: how is that how, so so you don't need well, you can be is dumb like, and make money right
1: Oh, yeah, you could be an absolute idiot and be a millionaire. Like, that's easy. Now, one of the things that that a little piece of good advice I got, because I was blown away sometimes sitting around with people who I had been told through my business contacts or I was having a meeting with or I was putting a proposal together that obviously these guys are smart. They wouldn't be running a business like this if they weren't smart people. Not true at all. (laughs) There's a lot of The great thing about ignorance is that it also allows you to be brave. So there are a lot of people who literally succeeded because they failed up. They had no idea. They just happened to be in the right place at the right time and made a decision based on pure ignorance and and gut. And somehow the ball landed right where it needed to land for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: apparently you can even and become a president. And um, yeah, <laughs> <the United laughs> who knows? States, you know, of the free it's world. It's literally
1: limitless. So, a couple things is saying wealth is not an indicator of intelligence, not in the slightest. Success is not an indicator of intelligence. The other thing too is you know I've always been told, oh, you got to work yourself to death and burn the midnight oil and do all that. That's not true at all. Most of the most talented, most people I respect, they have a very controlled life. They have a very good work-life balance. They don't kill themselves every night because they also don't hide in their work as well, which is another thing. It's like work, you know, if I could go back and change one thing about all the previous stuff that I'd done, at least at least before the age of 35, I would have kicked the workaholic mentality. There's nothing heroic about it. There's nothing genius or brave about it. It's just what, what it is. What do you is. mean,
0: kick and the alcohol? Wait, wait, wait. That was from Left Field. No, no,
1: no. People who think that, that the only way to succeed is to literally work yourself into an early grave, to, to, to be singularly focused on one thing and never do anything, never... Never try to achieve balance, say yes to everything. Yeah, well, given they say to, to
0: be successful, like, you have to give up something. Like, with, if you think of, like, yeah. family, um, mm-hmm. health, friends, and, mm-hmm. um, wait, family, health, friends, and um, quiet time. I don't know what the fourth one yeah. is, but you have to give...
1: Or personal time or personal space. Yeah, to space be successful, or, you, know.
0: you have to give up two of them, Right yeah so,
1: and I don't believe that at yeah. all. I don't I used to believe that I used to believe that the best work was the work you killed yourself on, and that's usually not think? the case. No, usually, the best work is the work that you've done consistently. That's the thing. If you do like a half an hour every day over ten years is a way more valuable than twenty hours a day yeah. every day for a week, yeah,
0: I do have you know. I, I have bought into that I have to say and this is good mm. t- for me to hear because I have this thing in me that if if I'm not working um, I'm doing yeah. something wrong and and there's mm. other people working harder than me and I should uh, it's just friggin out yeah that whole be-
1: that whole belief system is you know it's it's like the apocalypse now you know well I'm in here getting weaker they're out there getting stronger and it's like no it's not that's not how yeah. it is. it's it's You just set a plan, make a goal, mark it, put it on a calendar, make it happen over time. Consistency always leads to success. All right, so let's
0: do a sum up here, right? So it's like uh, you could do your career. It's not someday my agent will come mentality yeah. That's no, don't bullshit. rely on
1: anyone else to come and save you and open the door right. for you in fact i was just watching a tiktok with uh, brian kopelman who's the uh showrunner and head writer of the show billions and his first tiktok video that i ever saw was him literally just saying gatekeepers know nothing <laughs> his first script he says his first script Every agent he took it to rejected it. And he t- he ended up being able to actually sell it as a movie later on. And the moment he sold it as a movie, all the people who told him he had no talent came back and told him how talented yeah. he was. He says, they don't, they don't gatekeepers know, they nothing. know nothing they know nothing yeah it's only one now yes, it's, it's all, all a gamble easier
0: because you can get on social media there's more e- yep there's more um fairness in it. there's more justice yeah. that the public can see you and love you and then people get on board yeah
1: yeah so don't give away the accountability or okay, responsibility that's a of good your one. career to anyone and, else and the other one was what was uh Uh, The other one was, well, we talked about uh, people saying, oh, why haven't you made it yet? Oh, yeah, that there's a certain
0: age you're supposed to make it. That's bullshit. And the other bullshit is that. Um,
1: You're not, you got to (laughs) do, it's not about, (laughs) it's not about networking. You got to know how to do stuff. You got to have skills. You got to have ability. You got to be able to create and make your own stuff. Do not, do not think that you're going to just, you know. Coerce your way through networking into a career. Yeah. Because eventually you're gonna have to put you know your money where your mouth is. And if you have spent zero times building up your skills, any opportunity you get, you're just right. gonna blow. Up.
0: And finally, just because people have money doesn't mean they know shit.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Exactly. So for your special gift. Go to themessageofyou.com, that's themessageofyou.com, and get your free one-year subscription to The Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.